0: Good morning, friends. Tuesday, December 19th, 2023. This is the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. I am your host, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Derema, and this is my second run-through of the podcast today. I did one already, and it was probably, you know, my best podcast ever. It, it, everything was flowing right, uh, and then my SD card that I'm recording on my road um, roadcaster pro roadcaster pro actually is a roadcaster. What the hell is this called? Whatever it's my little, my little podcasting device podcast, uh, yeah, whatever cares. Uh, it crapped out. So that's pretty good time. So, um, that one was lost, lost to eternity. So we're going to start again. We have uh, six stories here. It was, Uh, Another interesting day in cybersecurity and cyber news land. So let's start right off with really the big story of the day. Well, this is from BleepingComputer.com. Bill Tolis reporting, mortgage giant Mr. Cooper, data breach affects 14.7 million people. Well, some poor CISO is about to say goodbye to his current job. So Mr. Cooper, previously known as NationStar Mortgage LLC, a Dallas-based mortgage lending firm, is sending data breach notifications, warning that a recent cyber attack has exposed the data of 14.7 million customers who have, or previously had mortgages with the company. In early November, the company announced it had been uh, breached in a cyber attack on October 30th, which it discovered the following day, which is good because dwell time is usually longer. So they found it and hopefully they cleaned it out. But of course, as with all things, um, the usual information was stolen by the bad guys, full name, home address, phone number, social security number, date of birth, bank account number, clearly that data, hopefully it was encrypted, but uh, they doesn't say that it was, but it does say the exposed data puts impacted individuals at risk of phishing, scams, and social media attacks. Now here's my question, honestly, because like, I don't have a CISSP. I've studied for the test, but decided not to take it for a variety of reasons. But one of the things that's really key in there is that data at rest should be encrypted. So if this data was on their system and it was sitting at rest, in other words, just sitting in storage, it should have been encrypted. So even if the bad guys got it, they can't see it because it would be encrypted. But apparently this is not the case. Now it does say no financial information was exposed, but it doesn't matter. Stuff was lost. So basically 14.7 million people are going to have free um account monitoring for at least the next year. So for most of us, based on all of the different data breaches going on, we all probably have free data monitoring or data monitoring for the rest of our lives. It seems like at this point, but anyway, here's another one. And this goes to show again, everybody is targeted. Um, This company has 9,000 employees. You'd think they'd have part of those employees would be in cybersecurity. They failed here. Um, I'd like to see a post-mortem of how the bad guys get in, but I doubt we'll see it, but, you know, I can hope and dream. Darkreading.com, Dan Raywood reporting, pro-Israeli hacktivists attack Iranian gas stations. Hacktivist group Predatory Sparrow says it was behind a cyber attack on gas stations across Iran that disrupted operations. Between 60 and 70% of Iranian gas stations reportedly had been affected, and that a shame. Meanwhile, Reza Navar, a spokesperson for the Iran's Petrol Stations Association, told State News... That a software issue was the culprit, and that's being resolved. He advised drivers not to visit petrol stations. Iran's oil minister, minister, Javad Oiji, said outside interference was possible cause, you think? Predatory Sparrow posted a series of screenshots showing what it called a small corner of proof of our activity on the network. The post said the images included the names of the fuel stations, payments, systems, information, photos of when the group was inside the network and the fuel station management system. Sounds pretty cut and dry there for me, but this just goes to show the reason I'm highlighting this particular article, we're in it's cyber war. This is what's going, obviously there is the kinetic war going on in Israel and the Gaza Strip. This is part of the cyber war that accompanies that. And it is likely that gas stations across the world have similar software and hardware that these Iranian gas stations had. Uh, And so those vulnerabilities exist however Petit Sparrow got in, and we will certainly never get a postmortem from Iran. But however they got in, they found a vulnerability and made their way in the system. Those vulnerabilities likely exist in US, UK, French, German, wherever gas stations. Um, Take note, if you are in the petrol industry, if you're in critical national infrastructure area, they're coming for you. This is this is probably more of an operational technology type attack, but it could be they hit their IT network, certainly. But if the petrol stations are out and not working, there's an OT component to that, too. So bears watching how this goes going forward. Uh, report from the FBI. This is from bleepingcomputer.com. Sergio Gatlin reporting. Play ransomware breached 300 victims, including critical organizations. The FBI, along with CISA and the Australian Signals Director at its Australian Cybersecurity Center, released a report saying that the play ransomware gang had breached roughly 300 organizations worldwide between June 2022 and October 2023, some of them critical infrastructure entities. That's almost one a day. Um, since uh, it says basically um, they the group um, surfaced in July 2022, after the first victims reached out for help in bleeping computers forums, ironically, in contrast to typical ransomware operations play ransomware affiliates opt for email communications as a negotiation channel, and will not provide a vic- victims a tour negotiations page link and ransom notes left on compromised systems nevertheless. Before deploying ransomware, they will steal sensitive documents from com- compromised systems, which they then use to pressure victims into paying the ransom demands under the threat of leaking. Which they all do, right? Everybody's kind of doing that. So, there's a little bit more. This just goes to show that you know the bad guys are winning. Doesn't? And some of the some of the victims here include the city of Oakland, car retailer giant Arnold Clark, cloud computing company Rackspace, and Belgian city of Antwerp. As so it goes to, again, goes to my point that everybody could be a victim. So pay attention to these kind of things. That's why I report them. So you're kind of aware of it. And um, you can think about it for your organization. Okay. Do we have the things we're supposed to have in place? This, this advisory tells network defenders to do all the same stuff that every advisory says, this is nothing new, but implement multi-factor authentication across all services, focusing on webmail, VPN and accounts with access to critical systems. Yeah. Every, we'd say that for years for, for, for tens of years. Um, and regular patching and updating of software, of course, saying that too. Although I remember a report from last week, some sister guys said that's not the way to go, but I think that's a different story. Um, so again, just be aware they're, they're coming for you. If they haven't found you yet, they're going to find you eventually. If you don't take the steps you need to do to keep yourself fa- safe from the good news file hackernews.com, news.com for us nationals charged an $80 million pig butchering crypto scam Four us nationals have been charged for participating in an illicit scheme that earned them more than $80 million via cryptocurrency investment scams. They were smart. They have stopped at 15, called it a day, but hey, money's money. The defendants, Lu Zhang, 36, of Alhambra, California, Justin Walker, 31, of Cypress, California, Joseph Wong, 32, of Rosemead, California, and Heilong Zhu, 40, of Naperville, Illinois, have been charged with conspiracy to commit money laundering, concealment money laundering, and international money laundering. The DOJ announced the arrest of both Zhang and Walker in connection with the fraudulent operation and said the Quartet op- opened shell companies and bank mm-hmm. accounts to carry out pig butchering scams, transferring the ill-gotten funds to domestic and international financial entities. The other two guys are still at large, so two of them are still haven't been found, but at least two have been arrested. So again, at least someone's going to jail, which goes to show even if you are a victim, it is not useless to report your victimization um, because bad guys can be found, especially if they're stupid like this and do it in the United States. Whatever. It's good to be done. I mean, it's good for law enforcement when they're dumb. Um, But pig butchering is essentially a a scheme where they contact you on a social media entity account, whatever, get you communicating and say, hey, I have this great cryptocurrency um, investment idea here. you go, make all sorts of money and you'll have an account and you'll put money in. You'll see your your crypto account just rise very rapidly Um, And then they'll want you to put more money in because you can, you can make even more money. And then when you go to pull your money out, it all disappears because they had stolen the money as it was put in there. So um, be aware if if you get, if you have a communication with someone online who says they have a great idea for an investment, um, run, run quickly away from that person. There is no easy way to make money in the crypto world uh, for the most part. So, okay. Under pressure, this is from scmagazine.com. Steve Zuria reporting, under pressure, the SEC backpedals on the four-day breach disclosure rule at the 11th hour of mandate. This is kind of how it always happens with government regulations. They kind of changed their mind right at the end because somebody got mad about it, but whatever. A new SEC rule that requires companies to report a breach within four days of determining a material incident goes into effect today. And the industry has responded positively to a last-minute change that does not require companies to file the technical details of the breach. Now, I agree with this. That's a good plan. Um, because honestly, if you have a data breach, you got to report it within four days. You are likely don't have the technical details of the breach. So it's kind of hard to say what it was unless you paid millions of dollars for Mandy or CrowdStrike or somebody to come in and do an incident and forensic response to your data breach to get something you can report. So this is good that they pulled that out. You still have to report that you had a breach. You just don't have to give the details. Now, what I would like to see the SEC do is once they get these details that of course they release the information as intelligence. You can certainly scrub it. So you, the victim is not known, but at least the manner of how they got in and stuff like that would be very useful going forward. Hopefully that is a byproduct of this new rule. We'll see if they can pull it off. Um, I'm going to withhold judgment on all of that until we see how this goes going forward. But I mean, you know, more intelligence is good. So I, I agree with all of this. Um, But how it's, how it's meted out, how it's, Enforced is as yet to be seen. So we'll pay attention to it going forward. Lastly, from InfoSecurityMagazine.com, Phil Muncaster reporting, Insurers UK honeypots attack 17 million times per day. Legacy vulnerabilities and remote desktop protocol endpoints are being singled out by attackers, according to new data based on billions of recorded cyber attacks in 2023. Honeypot sensors sent up in the UK by Insurer Coalition, have recorded 5.8 billion attacks so far in 2023, which works out to roughly 17 million a day. Three quarters targeted RDP, which enables home workers to connect to their Microsoft Windows desktop in their office. And this makes sense, honestly, because bad guys want access to the corporate network. And if the RDP, which is usually is oftentimes misconfigured with the wrong access controls when it's set up, becomes a good target. So again, vulnerabilities there. According to latest figures from Coveware, RDP compromise account for initial access and about 25% of ransomware attacks in quarter three of 2023. It'll probably account for about the same in quarter four of 2023, quarter one of 2024 and so on and so forth. (laughs) Nearly three quarters of recorded attacks in 2023 resulted from RDP, which is a scary thought for businesses since remote working is here to stay said coalition's UK researcher, Simon Bell. He also said these attacks are extremely preventable and could potentially lead to disastrous interruption or financial loss. To reduce these risks, we recommend immediately disabling the service if it's not in use or limiting access to only the employees who need it. Um, And also, you can turn on multi-factor authentication. You can have VPNs. You can do all sorts of stuff to protect this. But thumbs up to Coalition for doing this and reporting this information. It's good to know this, and it's very important, obviously, that you... Make sure if you're using RDP, it's configured correctly. If you don't know what you're doing, find someone who does and let them help you. That's going to do it for the news for today. Again, I appreciate you taking the time to download, listen, if you're learning anything from the podcast, maybe feel free to subscribe. Doesn't mean you have to listen to every single episode, but at least um, it'll download when it comes out. And that's helpful to me at least to know that people are at least interested know that knowledge is protection if we understand the threats targeting us we can assess our risk proceed wisely thanks again for listening feel free to contact me darren at the if you have thoughts questions or comments or find me on any of my social media locations linkedin Substack, and so on and so forth have a great rest of your tuesday we will talk again tomorrow cyber smart morning news is written and produced by CyberGuy productions Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Mott. Thanks for listening.